Hey, let's pray real quick, and then we'll dive into the message. Uh, God, we just thank you uh, for this night. Uh, we thank you that whether we're in the room or watching online, God, we just thank you that we tonight can press pause on whatever we're doing, uh, and we can take time to study your word and to grow deeper in our relationship with you. So God, is, as Pastor Wade speaks tonight, God, I pray that you would just speak through him, that it would be your words coming through him, not his own. But God, I pray that you would use him to challenge us, help him to, to speak the words that you want us to hear. God, I pray that each and every one of us, when we leave here or when we stop watching online tonight, God, that we would be different than when we started. So God, I just pray that you'd bless this time, challenge our hearts, help us to hear your voice. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. It is so good to be with y'all tonight, whether you're in the room or you're watching online, it is always a pleasure to come back. And real quickly, I know uh, Nathan has hit on this already, but whether you're in the room or whether you're online, make sure you have your notes uh, and make sure you have something to write with. And if you're at home, like he said, go to the other room, get a piece of paper, take them on your phone, whatever, uh, because we believe that we are learners and we want to lean into what God has for us tonight. So let's make sure we have something to write something down and be expectant of something that God God says. It may not be even something I say. It may be something that God says through the Holy Spirit. So we just want to give you the opportunity to take notes so that you can reflect, go home, talk to your parents. And if you're online, uh, you can share with them after you get done watching. But we are so glad uh, that you are here and you're so glad. We're so glad that you're joining us online. Many of you may know this, but if you don't, before moving to Colorado, myself, my lovely wife, Brandy, Nathan and Elizabeth lived and worked in, in the Destin, Florida area, which is in the panhandle of Florida. It's a beautiful place. It's near the water, and it's one of those seasons that I really, really enjoyed. And just so that you can see where we're at, uh, here's a few of, my, few of my favorite pictures that I took along the way. One morning, early, early, I got up and walked down to the beach, and we, I walked through this trail that led out to this location. And as I got closer to the water, you could see these colors begin to just explode by the water. And this is something you could see in the morning. You could see it at sunrise and sunset. And another one of my favorite pictures is right here. This is at a place that we had walked to all the time. We'd walk down to the beach and we had just enjoy the day. No matter what season it was, you could just enjoy the beautiful white sand and the beautiful water. And for just a second, I want you to pay attention to this little yellow flag because it will come up in just a second. And one of the things that we appreciate living there was the flag system. Just, for, just real quickly, how many of y'all love the water, love going to the beach, lakes? Okay, so I have a few of y'all. Uh, and one of the things that we were really appreciative of is, and we really were thankful for is the flag system. The, fa the flag system was in place for your good and your protection. That is if you pay attention to it and do what they say. And so just so that you can understand what the flag system is, here's a picture. Yellow, you can see, is medium hazard, light surf, and very few currents. Green, low hazards, very, very calm conditions. Purple uh, is, is marine life, jellyfish, dolphins, sharks, stingrays. And here's what you need to remember when the purple flag is up, is that you are entering into their home. Like, it's not like this is our domain. You are entering into their home. And so with that being said, you needed to be paying attention to that. 
And one of these days when it was a purple flag, I was just walking through the water. I was actually just walking backwards because the waves were hitting me. And all of a sudden I see a bunch of people stand up and we're like, it, it was like they were just looking at something and they were, you know, I thought they were just having fun. But what I didn't realize is they were trying to get my attention to, to call me in because there were stingrays jumping over me. And they're not the, the kindest uh, marine life. So with that being said, that, that kind of scared me a little bit. Then you see red, rough conditions such as strong or very significant currents, double red, water closed to public use. We were very familiar with, these, with this warning system and we were very appreciative of this. And here's what we need to understand. Those flags are in place for your good and our protection. And over the past several weeks, you have been exploring and discussing signs or red flags of unhealthy relationships in your everyday lives. And just like these that are by the water, you have to pay attention to them and act accordingly. And students, when you don't pay attention to the signs or the red flags in your life, and when you don't pay attention to the red flags by the water, here's what we need to understand. You suffer and those around you suffer. When you don't pay attention to the red flags in your life and the red flags by the water, you could put yourself in harm and you could put others in harm too. I wish I didn't have this story to share with you, but it fits in and it's a perfect illustration. One summer, probably right before we moved here in the summer of 2019, uh, we went on a mission trip to help Hurricane Michael victims recover. Their houses were dilapidated. Their houses, in some cases, were destroyed. So we went about an hour away from where we lived to help them. All week long, our churches were doing a lot of mission work, and we were out in a hot summer day, Monday through Thursday, usually 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And come Friday, I told Brandy, hey, I just want to go to the beach, and I just want to lay there. I don't want to do anything else. And so on that Friday, we just went to the beach like we normally would, and we, and we just picked a spot out. And that, that picture where that yellow flag was, if you go down this little path and turn left, we were probably a quarter mile down the beach. That's where we camped. That's where we put our towels out. That's where we put our chairs out. And so we were just sitting on this very beach on that Friday afternoon. I told Brandon, I was like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swim out to the sandbar, which is a shallow part of the water, and I'm going to find you some treasures. At that moment, normally a sandbar, you can go out there, you can swim, you can stand up, you can knock the sand away from your feet, and there will be sand dollars out there, shells out there. You can bring them back, collect them. Well, this is what happened, students. I went out there, I swam, but I didn't pay attention to the flags. I didn't pay attention to how I was feeling, and I got out to the sandbar and realized I couldn't touch. I got out to the sandbar and realized that, hey, I, I, can, I, can't, I can't touch the bottom. Then I began to notice, hey, like, I don't have any energy left. And it's not like when you were in a game where when you're tired, you can say, coach, take me out. In that moment, I realized I had no energy to swim back because here's the thing. I didn't pay attention to what was going on in my life and I didn't pay attention to the flag that was there. And I realized in this moment that, hey, I needed help. So with all the energy that I had, I swam as hard as I could to the top of the water and yet I yelled out help. Brandy was to my left. Another stranger was to my left. There was a family to my right with two little kids and a floaty. And I yelled help as loud as I could. And guess what? No one heard me. I was like, man, this is, this is not good. 
So I was like, in that moment, I was like, do I just, do I just float and swim and just hopefully, and hopefully I can make it back or do I just push up one more time and yell for help again? I was like, well, I have no energy. And so I pushed up as hard as I can and I screamed as loud as I possibly could and thankfully everybody heard me. And in a matter of moments, the lady to my left was there Brandy was doing the very best she could to get there because she wasn't a great swimmer. And then the man with his kids floaty arrived at the same time. Students, hear me. When we don't pay attention to the red flags in our heart and our lives, we put ourselves in harm. And guess what? We put others in harm too. I was so thankful that those people were willing to come help me. But in that moment, because I wasn't aware of what was going on in my life and I was unwilling to look at the flag, it was a tough situation. And over the past couple weeks, y'all have unpacked different red flags in different relationships. Y'all started off by exploring relationship with yourself and you discuss, and you discuss the red flags of your life were excessive or poor self-worth. Y'all went on to look at no self-respect and self-unawareness. Then last week, y'all looked at your relationship with God and identified red flags in that relationship as these, passion for sin versus the word of God. You also looked at the fact that lack of communication or see prioritizing the things above God. And so what we want to do today is continue that series and pay attention to those red flags because just like I kept saying earlier, when we don't, it impacts us. And when we don't, it impacts who? Others. And so the, the, the relationship that we're going to look at tonight is this one right here that we all experience and it's the relationship with our family. If we were to go back and look at Genesis 1 and 2, we see that family is one of the first things that God created. After their relationship with God, Adam and Eve were created for each other and they were tasked with ruling and reigning over creation. God brought them together, God gave them purpose, God gave them a task, and then he also said that you're to be fruitful and multiply. In other words, you are to expand your family. Students, families are essential and we need to know how to do our part in, in order for them to thrive and be healthy. This isn't a note, but you could write this down. Everyone has to do their part. You have a part to play in your family. Everyone has a part to play in their family. And the first sign of a healthy, of a healthy family is this. Families are active. Families are active. That means they are dynamic. That means they change, they grow, and they struggle. Every family goes through this. Every family is, is active. And this is what we have to come away with. A healthy family requires everyone to what? Participate and contribute. You have a part to play. You have a role in this. And it requires everyone to care. And students, when we focus on ourselves and when we cause trouble, it hurts the family. Can I just be honest real quick? Fighting doesn't help. Arguing doesn't help. Being disrespectful, and we'll get to this one in just a second, doesn't help. But it, we all have the tendency because we're all sinful. But what we need to understand, a healthy family requires everyone to participate and to contribute. The red flag under families are active is this, laziness. 
And on a side note, none of these points are for you to go home and evaluate everyone else in your family. These points are to evaluate for yourself how you are interacting with your family and what needs to change in your life. So the red flag that I want us to look at is laziness. When we are lazy, we prevent the entire family from thriving and being healthy. Laziness, it creates tension. Laziness overloads other members. And when I think about this, it reminds me of me when I was growing up. I was the baby of six, one older brother, four sisters. And I, some people may say I was spoiled. I would say I was well taken care of. But what happened is it caused me to be lazy because they took care of me. I was used to them just doing things for me. I was used to them just taking care of me in a way where I didn't have to do anything. But what happened is since families are active, I became inactive and I became lazy. I didn't contribute to my family. And I began to have the mentality that I was here to be served and not to serve, which is the opposite of what Jesus teaches. Jesus teaches us that he came to serve, not be served. Students, we must be active participants of our family. The second sign of a healthy family is this. Families are supportive. Families are supportive. And we can see this in John 15, uh, 12, when it says this. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. We are to be supportive and a healthy family supports through love. This means caring for one another, helping one another, and standing up for one another. Does it, like, like if, if families are supposed to support through love, is bullying your sibling being supportive? Yes or no? Is bullying your sibling supportive? No. Is making fun of them supportive? No. Is encouraging them supportive? Yes. And so when we think about this, we need to understand that families support each other through love and we stand up for each other. And I guarantee you a simple task this week could be if, you're, if you have siblings or cousins or friends, anybody in your family, just be an encourager instead of talking bad about someone and see how much that impacts their life. The red flag of this truth is this, hate and selfishness. Hate and selfishness. It's easy for hate and selfishness to creep into our lives. And this is relationships, regardless of the relationships, you have to support each other in order for them to be healthy. And hate and selfishness in a relationship is not good. How many of you, just be honest with me real quick, how many of you have ever had someone say something mean about you? Did it hurt? Or did it feel good? So there's no place for hate and selfishness. And here's what we need to understand. You can only be supportive in those relationships if you are active. You can only be supportive if you are active, meaning you all have a role to play in your family. You all have a role to play in your relationships. Participate. Just a little side note. Have you ever wondered why your parents continually get upset if you're always on your phone? 
Have you ever wondered why your parents might get upset if you only stay in your room and never come out of your room? Because you're an active member of the family and you need to participate. Maybe for once in your life, just close the computer, turn off the PlayStation, get off your phone, and just, you wanna know, you wanna blow your parents' mind? Go to them and say, hey, mom or dad, aunt, uncle, grandma, whoever raised you, how can I help you? Not for anything in return, but just understanding that you can only be supportive if you are active, you participate. Maybe that could be a simple takeaway. Hey, how can I help? How can I support you? Because whoever is raising you are doing the very best that they can, and that would mean the world to them if you just was like, hey, I'm here to help too. That's what we need to understand. Ultimately, what is best for your family is best for you, so do your part. Strive to contribute to your family so that your family can thrive and your family can be healthy. And students, you can do more than you think you can. You can support your family more than you realize. You simply have to be willing to participate and be active. I know for a fact if I could trade places with you and go back to living with my family, I wish I could contribute more. I wish I wasn't as lazy. I wish I wasn't as disrespectful to my parents as I was growing up. I wish I could go back, and when my mom or my dad asked me to do something, I wish I could go back and do that. Why it may seem like simple and meaningless, but at the end of the day, I wish I could go back and just help because God gave me a family and I should have that, I should receive that as a blessing and do my part. Students, be active participants in your family. And I just want us to look at this thought right here. It says this, Christ loved us by putting our needs first so we should do the same for others. He didn't look at you and say, man, I don't know if I should die for her or him because he's not, they're not gonna return the favor. No, he looked at you because of his great love in spite of our sin and our attitudes and he died for us. So Christ loved us by putting our needs first so we should do the same for others. And as followers of Jesus, we should emulate him no matter what's in return. Christ loved us so we should do the same for others. Don't be selfish. Don't focus on yourself. Serve one another. Unfortunately, what we hear a lot of is, I'm going to look out for me. I'm going to look out for myself. And can I just say, stop it? Because when Jesus looked at you, he put your needs first. And we should do the same. And we should strive to be like Jesus. The final sign of a healthy family is this. Families are respectful. Families are respectful. In Exodus 20, 12, it says, Honor your father and your mother that the days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. We are called to honor and respect our parents. And just like we respect God by submitting to his authority, we should do the same with our parents or whoever it is that is raising you. We should honor and respect our parents. 
This will continue all throughout our lives. And when we get older, even though we may no longer be under their authority, you are still called to respect them. I still to this day say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am to my mom. And if I ever disrespected her, she will look at me and pull out a wooden spoon and say, hey, maybe I should spank you. It wouldn't go entirely the same way as it was when I was your age, but the whole point is this, is that I still should respect my mom and my dad. And the same should go for you. Why? Because we are submitting to God and that's what he asked us to do. Here's the red flag for this one. Disrespect. We all have the ability to show respect or show disrespect. And one of my favorite stories that I remember years ago came from a teenage girl. She lived in a home that wasn't fault, that the, her parents weren't followers of Jesus, but she, she, she became saved and began to follow Jesus in spite of her family not following Jesus. And as a result, some things in her house begin to get a little difficult. Things begin to get hard and they begin to change some things for her. Let's just say before she became a follower of Jesus, her curfew was 11 p.m. But now her mom would make it hard on her and say, hey, your curfew is now 8 p.m. And instead of like in that moment getting mad, wanting to fight, wanting to like push back against her mom, she just accepted it and respected her mom in the midst of it. I think we all would have probably wanted to push back, but she didn't. She made the decision to honor her family because she was being obedient to the Lord. And as a result, things didn't get easier. They, they kept doing the exact same thing, but what she would do is like, oh, hey, friends, hey, instead of going to the movie or theater, can we go to eat dinner and then come back to my house to watch a movie? And as a result of her obedience, she led her mom to the Lord. So we all have a choice. Are we going to be disrespectful or are we going to be obedient? And our obedience to the Lord can make a huge impact on your family and the lives of your family, your mom and dad and your siblings. But the red flag is disrespect. And, and so often we hear this line too. Well, they don't show me respect, so I, I, I'm not going to show them respect. And this is what we call the disrespect carousel. You just keep going and going and going. And can I be honest with you just for a second? Many of you, myself included, probably need to get off the disrespect carousel. We probably need to hit the stop button. We probably need to eject. And we probably need to start showing some respect. And here's what I want to leave you with. God calls us to a higher standard. God calls us to a higher standard of respect. And Christ set a higher standard of respect on the cross. God calls us to a higher standard of respect and Christ set a higher standard on the cross. What we need to see is, is that he is our example. And he looked at those that put him there and said, Father, forgive them. If he can show a higher level of respect, then we should too. And students, we all have a part to play in making sure our families thrive and are healthy. And Jesus is the greatest example of how we all should relate to each other and, and let us be active, supportive, and respectful. Will you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity we have to be here. And God, we thank you for the example that you've set. 
And we ask that as we go about tonight, you keep us safe, but more importantly, you help us to be aware of the red flags in our life so we can have a healthy and thriving relationship with those that we're close to. And we ask this in your precious and holy name. And everybody said, amen.